mm. Monday night doesn't doesn't quite have the same ring as uh, you know live on on Saturday night, but live on Monday night here we are the Bar Army podcast. We're a live podcast, everyone. How is everybody doing out there in the world? I hope that everyone is all good. Today we're going to be talking about the England series. We won. We did it. We are in the World Test Championship final, everyone. <laughs> wow! It, it took a took a while to get there. Global pandemic, rules changes, and all sorts of stuff going on, but we finally made it there in the end. Uh, so let us see. Let us see who our cricket connoisseurs are on this uh, on this episode. We've got a reunion of the elite. The, the elite are back on this podcast, minus the odd person here and there, but most of us are here. So uh, we have Hounslow's favourite son, Amish. How's it going, Amish? You all right? Very well, Ash. Very well. Good to be here, mate. Good to be here. Lovely to have you. We've also got Jinesh back on the podcast. How's it going, Jinesh? All good, mate. Good to be here. Happy um, India have won. So yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. We've also got Rav. How's it going, Rav? You all right? I think it's going to be an amazing discussion. It's been an amazing journey, this Test Championship. So uh, lots to talk about. Indeed, indeed. And, uh, you know, we hope that you're happy to talk about a sport in which your team is doing well at the moment, Rav. Uh, obviously, <laughs> fans will remember Fans will remember Absolutely. that one episode which you wore a cap of a uh, football team who we shall not talk about on this podcast. Uh, swings, and also and swings and roundabouts, such is life, such is life. Eh? And uh, we're also joined today by a celebrity. There's a celebrity on the podcast, everyone. <laughs> NDTV's very own, Ash Ashok Buria. How are you doing, Ash? Mr. Mr. Godri, Amish, Rav, Jinesh, uh, all our viewers and friends. Great to be here on a, on a, on a very happy note. Wonderful, About wonderful time. stuff. <laughs> About time, yeah. It's uh, it's been a while since we had you back on the podcast. You only did the one, and then you disappeared off into the red carpet world of NDTV. Yeah, I was just. Uh... <laughs> it's it's difficult, Ash. You know, trying to spread yourself so thin. You know, although I'm a although I'm a big lad, you know, it's hard to spin you, spread yourself thin, mate. Oh, listen, you are you are always welcome on this podcast, and you are you are back. So we're happy to have you back. Um, so, what are we talking about today? The England series that just happened. 3-1 was the final score. India did it. They're into the World Test Championship final. And so, you know, we're going to do some, some hindsight games here now. So, judging from the last three tests, I think it's fair to say that maybe the biggest shock, really, was the fact that England actually won a test. I think we can kind of cast our minds back mm -hmm. right to the to the start yep. of this now. So let's let's be real. Let's be realists. We lost the first test. Uh, let's go, Ash, since you are uh, back on the podcast, let's go over to you first. And uh, what do you think went wrong in that first test? You know what? I, I actually don't know. Um, everyone was hyped up, you know, 4-0. Um, you know, England shouldn't be winning a test, let alone the series at home. But I think we just got caught on the back foot. You know, the pitch was, you know, played into the uh, hands of uh, of the England and they played really well and they beat us, you know, fair and square. They turned up and we didn't. There's not really much else to, there's no excuses, you know, we were not good enough. Um, and we got a bolt and a shot that we needed um, and they beat us, you know, they beat us back. You know, we got some big runs they made. We couldn't keep up, you know. Um, you blame the pitch, blame the selection, blame whatever you want. End of the day, it was bat v ball, and they they beat us fair and square, one nil up. Do do India have a problem with the way that they start 
a series because we always huh? seem to go one nil down after the first Absolutely. test. Absolutely. Yeah, it reminds me of like yeah, go for sorry. it, Ash, go for it. No, no, it just seemed to be a bit of a trend, right? That we always come off, you know, we start a little bit slow. I mean, luckily this time round it worked with us, but at one nil, well, sorry, zero one down in a home series against England, there's not many people that were like, oh, now what? You know, it's it, it wasn't a good situation to be in. Yeah. Indeed, yeah, it was not a good situation. Uh, Rav, what do you think? Yeah, I think if you look back at, we had a great result at the Gabba. We came back. The guys obviously went to see their families. The adjustment from, from moving from bouncy wickets to a Chennai wicket, which was so flat with, with very, very low bounce and nothing really going on, um, was, was, was one factor. I also just think there was a lot of lazy batting, um, a lot of kind of soft shots. Uh, 74 for four. Um, I, I said this at the time. Don Beth, and you know, I know he's gone through a lot, but he was not the calibre of bowler that should be getting England, uh, India, seventy-four for four anywhere. So for me, I think that you know there was a lot of soft shots. I think England they got the the only pitch they probably they probably could have got a result on, which was something that's flat, and the combination of that with a toss um, kind of gives them their only their only real route to a victory. So you know, fair play, Joe Root, you know, really good runs, but. I think when the pitcher started spinning, even, you know, Mr. Root got found out a little bit as well, not a 50 after that game. So uh, that was it. So, guys, just on that, right? Because I think, um, like what happened in Australia, 1-0 down, backs against the wall, <clears throat> similar situation. However, in against England, it could have been very different. That toss was a very big factor in that result. You bat yeah. first two days, 500 runs, change the story. But even... Um, it, it, even I was going to say, just the discipline was off. Like the no Correct. balls, drop the, catches. The, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, we 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 did not deserve to win. We did not play good cricket. Um, I think in the second innings when Coley was batting, a part of me thought, wait a second, can like do we still have a chance? But England were the better team. However, I do think yeah that the the result of the first test initiated the wrong discussions for England because. It kind of set expectations that England are there, whereas it made us talk about the pitch more like that was the issue in going forward. In reality, England just weren't good enough throughout the entire series and India played very bad in the first test. Even if you look at this, this, the second innings of that first test match, even then, when we got them out for under 200, the signs were there that when the pitch turns even a little bit, uh, then they're, they're going to have problems. So even when we lost that game, I don't think there were many people who thought you know, this is really it for India. And, and this this is really a, yeah. a turning point because really we played at seven. I think Jin said this when it, when the game was going on. If you play at 60% of your potential, you're not yeah. going to win Probably too many games. That. You can't yeah. disrespect well, the game in that way, you know. Although saying all this from an Indian perspective, England played the perfect game, right? Absolutely. Yes, the, 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 the toss was advantageous. It, it was in the last test match, right? But they the first advantage. test... You know, Root, outstanding innings. Um, fifth um, fifth day, Anderson, you know, two in two balls uh, or yeah. two in three balls, right? Rahane and um, Gil, again, outstanding. Where India struggled was A, it was a flat pitch. B, we had five bowlers and only three of them turned up, right? Nadim, no balls, you, you know. Oh, it, that's another thing, the selection. Why was he even playing? Axel was because Axel was injured. Yeah. 
Well, I tell you what, this topic has got uh, our social media comments absolutely uh, blowing up at the moment. We've got a comment from Sanchit. Hello, Sanchit from the IPL Weekly podcast as well, saying slow start is great finishes. Come on, the India. Uh, we've also like got a <laughs> We don't talk about that stuff on this uh, on this podcast. We even got a message from Jitin Puri saying uh, nothing wrong in the first test. It was a match-winning performance by Joe Root, and that's it. Match was gone, especially the pitch which turned upside down later. And we've got a message from Sonal Patel saying, hello, sexy boys, with a kiss at the end. So um, that probably means all, all of us. <laughs> well, what, um, uh, another comment I just want to shout out. Robbie was like, um, the first test gave false hope to the English. And I, I, I do agree with that. Um, well, Ro Robbie also said it was, a, it was a bit of a hangover. So possibly from the Australia yeah, yeah. series, coming straight off Absolutely. that, maybe it was a bit of a hangover. What do you guys think? 100%. But you, do you know... On third day, getting bowled out was 74 for four, like Rav said, ridiculous. Criminal. Yeah, yeah. I Criminal. mean, I've, to be honest, England winning that one test, that was their tour, overachieved. India may have won this tour. We are happy because they got to the WTC final. But if you take in isolation, you know, anything but 4 nil was a bonus for England. I think England and the first test meant we started producing bunces. Again, a compliment to England, right? We, we were following England, basically. God knows well, I'll tell you what, it was a five-test series. Yeah. Well, that's true. Um, I'll tell you what, since you've mentioned bunsens there, I think let's uh, let's move on to one of the mm -hmm. one of the highest, you know, talk talking points of this entire test series, which was the pitches. Um there's been more written about these pitches, you feel, than than Meghan Markle in these past few weeks. I mean, there was an absolute just furore over the pitches. So, uh, Jin, let's stick with you on this. Try to be just as objective as you possibly can about this. Obviously, we're very happy that India won 3-1, no complaints. But what did you make of those pitches? Okay. Against England, I don't think there was a need to produce pitches that spin the way they did, especially Chennai from ball one, more or less, right? Um, why was it done? It was done because we had to win to get into the WTC final. Had that not been the case, I think we would have had... You know, I agree with Michael Atherton. These were spin-friendly pitches. They were challenging. They were at the extreme end of spin-friendly. However, I don't agree with some of the comments that you know, it was unplayable, etc. You know, no, I, I don't buy that argument. And the third test match where people talk about underpreparedness, if you look at third test and fourth test, the pitch was the same. The difference was that pink ball. So um, I don't buy the pitch argument. Rav, Rav, what do you Not, think? Go for it. I think I kind of agree with Jin. I think that there was, we were on the extremes of what you would call uh, kind of fair wickets, um, I think, but we're not. We're always on the extremes when we go to New Zealand and in, we go to England, um, and nothing kind of gets said there. For me, I think the big thing about pitches is if it's variable bounce as well as spin, then I have a bit of an issue with that because it really is a, a lottery at that point. And I think that we had an extravagant spin, but I don't think that the wickets went up and down that much. And I think, but in that context, it's no different to a green top, etc. I think the pitch in the third test, 
as Jin said, if that's played with a red ball, the ball doesn't skid on as much and, and there's no kind of issue. Also, if India bat any better than they could have done, they get 250, 300, no one mentions the pitch. So mm. I think there was just a lot of uh, this whole thing about unfit pitches. That is a load of rubbish because to be an unfit pitch has to be dangerous. And none of these wickets were dangerous. So there's a bit of a media spin that, that came with a lot of this. And I think it kind of shows, actually, the way India defended it, which I was really happy about, Ashwin, yeah. etc., was this is where, you know, India control the game now. So you guys have to kind of come on the bus with spinning wickets because that's what you're going to get. And if you don't like it, tough luck. But, but, but moaning Jim, about it been, isn't going to help. But, Jim, it's, all, it's India. What do you expect? It's, it's spinning wickets. Like, why are you surprised? This is what I mean. The first test kind of led them down the wrong path um, because they, it's like they were thinking that this is what it's going to be like. Like, to be honest, the, first test, was, the first test was the anomaly. Yeah, I the only you, thing I would say is, is that if you look at a few people who stuck up uh, on the Western side for, for these pitches, so you look at Peterson, and I said the same thing at the same time, is that he got 180 on a pitch that spun way more than anything that that uh, was faced in this series. And he says, look, you've got to trust your defence. You've got to you've got to go out and believe you can score runs. And let's be honest, by the end of the series, England were just waiting to be put out of their misery. So it, it's all in the head. It's all mental. And I think when we go to England and we play grassy wickets, we don't have that mindset because otherwise, why, why bother turning up? The you, other talk thing about, you talk the other about story. unfit, right? What was unfit was not the pitch. It was back on both sides that was unfit yeah you know terrible the thing is right the wicket was you know it's for both sides right we both had to play on it and it wasn't a one-sided game all the way through you know England had the opportunity and they bowled us in they bowled us they had us on our knees right but if they didn't capitalise after which they should have because at one point they were way ahead in that game and then to say I that when, when when both number eights in six in in two test matches, Ashwin and Washington get hundreds practically, I think it doesn't really hold much kind of weight to say that you can't bat on these wickets. And when you get six hundred runs across two innings that we did in that second game, uh, I, it just it beggars belief because it, if we came over here and did the same thing, I remember Vaughan when that Lord's Test finished in two days said, oh, it's brilliant, we've beaten such a good side in two days. We never got to say the same exactly, thing. Exactly. Listen, the third test here, both teams batted poorly. England were shocking. They were absolutely shocking. There were straight balls they were missing. Like, that's nothing to do with a pitch. That's your forward yeah. defence. Um, Although, I mean, let's... Let's be oh, fair here, right? Many wickets the, went down to straight balls. That's the thing, right? Yeah, but let's be fair. The English cricket team, the playing 11, the squad and the Correct. coach, right? They did not complain, right? So <laughs> we have to. Yeah. You know when Virat Kohli says, oh, we don't complain. In the same way, you have to give it to Root yeah. and Co. They did not complain. The media complained, but they did not complain. But, but also, guys, it's test cricket. Like, what do you want it to be easy? Like, who defines what's a good pitch and a bad pitch? Like, well, like you, know, Rob, on, you said earlier, it's note, not dangerous. On, on that note with what you're saying, Amish, right? Look, I'm the host of the Pirate Army podcast. So, like, I don't really give my opinion on these things much, right? I just, I let you guys do the talking because you're the cricket connoisseurs, right? I want to give my opinion on this one because it's riled me up a little bit, this whole pitch talk, right? I don't think you can separate 
talk about the pitches in India with cricket's colonial history. And when Ashwin talks about who defines what is a exactly. good pitch or not, it yeah. is the colonial history of cricket which has defined what is a proper pitch and what is not a proper pitch. Remember James Anderson in 2018 when Kohli was smashing him to all parts in India and then he did a press conference and then they asked him like about why he can't get Anderson out. And the whole thing that he said was, it's the conditions. It's the conditions that nullify all of his weaknesses. Well, by that same virtue, can you imagine Virat Kohli getting nicked off all the time to James Anderson on an England tour and him doing a press conference going, oh, it's the conditions. They make him better than he actually is. What's, what's Anderson insinuating by saying that? He's insinuating this narrative which is controlled yeah. by English cricket, Correct. that Absolutely. English cricket conditions are proper conditions and Indian cricket conditions are not. And then they have the audacity, the audacity of somebody like Simon Hughes to say that India should be docked points, docked yeah. points <laughs> in the World Test Championship table. Okay, that he was he's smoking when he came up with that. Dock yourself points for not learning <laughs> how to play spin. Dock yourself for not learning how to play spin. And there's another thing about this whole angle. There's one more thing. There is a reason why they don't play spin, why they don't work at playing spin the way we had to work at playing on bouncy pitches. It's because England don't care. England do not care about getting battered in the subcontinent because it's easier to perpetuate that narrative than it is to yeah. work at playing spin. Absolutely. Why are they undermining that? One more thing before I'm done. There's a reason why they don't care. And that is because English cricket is about the ashes. English cricket is only about the ashes. As long as they win the ashes, that is all they care about. Because in the ashes, they can pretend that them and Australia are the only two teams that matter in the whole of world cricket. They pat themselves on the back going, we're the best team in the world because we've won the Ashes. It's like an NFL team winning the Super Bowl and calling <laughs> themselves world champions. It's utter, utter nonsense, and they need to get over it. And that's about all I've got to say about you, that. You need to have a shower, mate, because you're on fire right about there. <laughs> Honestly, you are on, right. And I think all I the love comments it, are reflecting that. We've got some comments coming in yeah, about you know, all of this. You're on, you you're on fire. Who, who decides that a test has to go to five days or four days? Agreed. They say, no, it's, it's not for fan-friendly. I understand fans pay ticket money and go to the ground, whatever. But how much excitement was condensed in two days? The game went from India to England to India. To Eng it was going and coming, going and coming. So we've got a test match in two days that could have went either way, and it went our way because we played better. Simple, right? Yeah. You know, um, it's basically a case of like, I think the game has changed and they've been left behind basically is what I think it all is. But anyway. Ash, on your point here, yeah, what you basically said, Ash, what you basically said is, this is how I think England see it, yeah? We have to be at an advantage, otherwise it's not fair. That, that, that's, it's like, that's their mentality. And Ash, to your point about test matches and five days, three days, whatever, people are saying this is bad for test cricket. This does not happen often. And in the last two, three years, Test cricket, I think, in the compared to I'm 29 years old, God knows how many matches I've seen, but I think it's been the best that it's been. Like, I'm loving Test cricket right now. So all of this stuff about this isn't good for Test cricket is nonsense. We've had, we've had a, a few games where it's finished shorter in a shorter period of time. Plus, 
Um, oh, train of thoughts gone. No, the I thing is, the thing is, like, we we get, we get roasted. We get roasted when we play on bouncing pitches. When we get bowled at for one hundred and twenty, right? We don't yeah. come in with these like inbuilt excuses, excuses of oh it's the conditions and stuff like that For, forget even the media roasting us the english media and the australian media even jinesh roasts us like oh, know, realists, right that's the thing we get roasted so how come that they are not like able to take that roasting and just use these excuses of the pitches what if i said to you all of you that michael Va michael vaughan wrote, wrote an article where he said the BCCI are using these pitches to change and radically transform test cricket. That was an article he wrote uh, <laughs> after the third test, I think, right? Well, what does, India. Just, just that headline alone, what does that tell you about what the, where their head is at, about yeah. where Indian yeah, cricket yeah. is and where English you cricket know what? is? You know what, what it's all about. There's a bigger so thing at play here. That's our fault, right? We give too much weight to these kind Correct. of comments and this kind yeah, of comments. Yeah, absolutely. Why do we care? You know, let them say what they say. We play our game. We that go out and we win. End off. Shout out to Virat Kohli for all that video going viral of him in South Africa where he's like, look, we need to look at ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Let's not make excuses about the pitch. Exactly. But so we've got a few more comments flying in. Thank you, everybody, who loved that uh, amazing rant that I just went on there. Calm myself down now. I'm back to, I'm back to normal health. Uh, we've got a lot of questions coming in about your actual age, Amesh. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently, you're, you're not really 29. Um, and Bobby's asking if you're 29 <laughs> and single. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one for another time, shall we? Um, so, I mean, we've talked about the pitches at, uh, at great length. I think we've kind of uh, put, that, put that to bed now. Um, Let's be critical. Let's get into some some critical stuff over this series. Um, I'm going to come to Jinesh first what? on this. Oh, go on, Amish. Go on, Amish. The pitches, sure, they favour spinners. Our spinners bowled brilliantly. Let's not take anything away from our spinners. England spinners just weren't good enough in the remaining test. Our spinners were beautiful. So, um, sure, the pitches helped, but we were able to apply ourselves and apply our skill better than England. The only thing okay, I'll add to that, there's, there's one point i add to that, which is we, our, spin, our fast bowlers are much better in England than their spinners will ever be in India. And the same for how we play fast bowling and how their batters play spin. And that yeah. is the difference right there. And that's why India are, you know, they've all said that we're the best side in the world, funnily enough, all this media, <laughs> even with all the pitches. They've, Vaughan and Sain, Atherton, they've all said India are the best side in the world. So it shouldn't matter about the pitches then. If we're and the and I also hear a lot of stuff about how when we, when they come to England, the pitches will be green. But if I'm honest with you guys, bring it on. Yeah. I believe in our fast bowlers. Our fast well, bowlers. Well, just, just, before, just before we go on to talking about our, our batting, there's, there's one more thing I want to, one more thing I want to rant about. With people talking about, you know, how, uh, how you know, it was the pitches and this, that and the other. What was going on with the English management and the selection of their two teams in, that, in those last two tests? Where on a raging, like, Bunsen on a, uh, uh, with the pink ball, they chose three seamers. And then in this last match, like, yeah. can we talk about, can we just for a minute just talk about Don Betts? Because I don't know, like, what Bless is going him. on with that guy. Bless his cuff. I felt sorry for him. Honestly. So did I. The guy is not yeah. a test cricketer by any stretch of the imagination. And yet they're going to him, here's the ball. We haven't played you. We haven't shown any faith in you. Go win us a test match. Hmm. But, but, but not on, just that. on test three. Sorry, go on, Brad. No, no, go ahead, mate. On, in, in the third test, right, 
when we saw the lineup, we were all shocked because it could have gone either way, right? They they had Ford, Anderson, Archer, and uh, that's a dangerous lineup. So, um, it I I guess that is a it could have gone fifty fifty. The fourth test, Rav, I think you made a comment on the group a few days ago about how it's just funny that they we we led them down the wrong alley and then they picked the hilarious lineup for the fourth test. Like we're just in the head now. <clears throat> they got yeah, they, they got their selection completely wrong. They misread pitches numerous times. They won like three tosses, I think it was. They had two, three, four different types of surfaces. I mean, how many more excuses do you need? You played poorly. You lost the series fair and square. You can't blame the pitch. You can't blame the weather. You can't blame the curries, the dorsar or whatever. You know, it, it happened. <laughs> the muckney. The muckney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The, the England team turned up. I personally don't think they gave this series as much uh, a precedent and, you know, as much respect as they should have. They sent players on rotation. You know what, though? That's, That's because what... all they care about is the Ashes. I keep yeah, going they... on about this point. Yeah, they but... don't care about these tools. It's not our problem. It's not our problem. Uh, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't blame them. I, I, I do not blame England. I actually blame the administrators, right? Because 17 test matches... A 2020 World Cup in one year is mm. ridiculous, right? It and bubbles. I think they're, they're, they're taking a call. You know, they're taking a call and they're saying, we're going to rest our players, right? If we lose, it's down to you, the administrators, right? Because, you know, ultimately, these, these guys are playing. Where they got um, messed up a bit is when Moin Ali had COVID. You know, that messed their plans up a little bit. Um I would have been a bit more fluid with the resting. I would have said to them, listen, if we need you, you have to stay. None of this pre-planning, but I can understand why it happened. But, but Jinesh, but, they're resting them for the IPL. They're, like, they're resting some of these guys so that they can be fresh for the IPL. They don't value this test series in India. But uh, again, uh, 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 Is it they don't value the test series or they've sat down at the start of the year and, and so probably not going to win it? And probability-wise, they're like, you know what? We're not going to be, be um, India in India. Maybe. So so let's try and win the 2020 World Cup. Let's try and win the Ashes. Let's try and win India in England, right? Because whatever yeah. we do, we're not going to win in India. And that's how they've managed it. Your point on IPL, you know, this is one of my criticisms of IPL, but it's here to stay and boards have to manage this and that's what they're doing. Well, there's yeah, a window we just had a, for it. We, so we've also just no had excuse. a comment come in from uh, from Bobby saying IPL heart 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 <laughs> heart heart. So you know we got a lot of love from the IPL. No, no, no. <laughs> what what he really means is pretty zinta heart 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 heart. <laughs> Less said about that, the better. Less said about that, the better. But you um, know, if also we'll, just looking at England and you look at where they were in this series, if I said to you you can go to England but you can only play one shot. You can only play a cover drive or you can only play hook shot or pull shot. You're not going to win the series. Now, they came here and they said, we're going to sweep everything, right? We're going to sweep the, the balls that are on the stumps. We're going to sweep the balls that are not on the stumps. And when you start doing that on turning wickets against Uxa Patel, you can bowl three different balls in the same place with different speeds, right? Yeah. That is, you cannot do that. And England have a very one-dimensional way of a, attracting these these players who are playing these series in India like you know the last time 2016 they brought a, a right set of just nobody players like these Ansaris and all this and they never go anywhere because like we've all said 
it's all about the ashes. And from what we're hearing as well, they're going to rotate during the ashes. So England, if they're not careful, they could, if India have a good series, they could lose against us in England. They could not win the 2020 and they could lose the ashes, which I think they will anyway. So then Joe Root's under huge pressure and the rotation thing hasn't worked. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I may say something a little bit controversial here, but when it comes to the English players that they're selecting for these tours, like, some of these, Rubbish. you know, spinners, like, uh, you know, people like Don Bess, you know, obviously, like I said, they're not, you know, the, of the test calibre that you would hope can get a result in India. Um, is it just worth them chucking in somebody like a Samit Patel into the team to just say he might get some value out of the pitches down there than maybe somebody like Don Bess can? And well, also, yeah. how old is Monty Panasar? Yeah, but they took Verdi. The Verdi was in the squad as well, right? And apparently, he was there. He, I saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that he boy, was that boy's, that boy's got a lot of talent. I, 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 I if he would have played ahead of Best, I swear he would have done better than Best. Agree. Uh, but either way, guys, I just don't think, with all due respect, their spinners are good enough to have caused trouble. Because one bad ball and over, one full toss or whatever, like takes the pressure off us, and that's exactly what happened during the innings. If you compare that to India's bowlers. Line and length, line and length. Good, good areas, good area. Keeping the pressure on. Also, shout out I, to Rina who said uh, they're relying on Joe Root too much, which I fully agree with. They rely well, on Joe Root. He's their only good player. He, he, well, yeah, but, but look at their test team. You're talking about other right. formats. Their test team's not built for test performances. Like their last series win against Sri Lanka, fair enough. Um, but you can't compare with all due respect, India and Sri Lanka. But if you look at the difference as well in this series, we had no VK hundred, we had no Rahane hundred, we, we we had barely no Pajara hundred, and yet they still lost three one. So with so many players being out of form, right, uh, and and you know bowlers that we had to bring in, Siraj is not really first choice, but he played uh, for us to win three one, and obviously they got a fluke at the beginning was not too bad in the end because I know that when India bat well. Which we're going to have to in a few months' time. You know, um, you, you mentioned it'll, it'll be Don Bess. Yeah, go on, Jim. No, Jim. Oh, I think he's having he's having connection. Issues. Yeah, you we'll mentioned Don Bess and the way he was handled, right? Yeah. Now we've got you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, talk about ahead, Don Bess and and the way he was handled, right? Um, the the way I see it, right? I'm going to flip. And I'm going to say, why did India in Shastri take a bow? You know, 30 players all looked after, all, all performed when, when, when they came. You know, you, you had someone like Natarajan in Australia who, who, who didn't see his baby, came in, performed. Washington Sundar, net bowler, he's played five test matches since, right? Who has kept the morale up in, in, in these times? Ravi Shastri, management team, spot on. And, you know, it's a like-for-like -like comparison. You look at England moaning about the bubbles. Yeah, Ashwin had a moan about the bubbles, so did Ravi Shastri, but we got on with it. And, and, and with, 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 credit, with all due respect, I'm sure it was tough on every international player, but the Indians were locked up in a flat with nowhere to run, no exercise allowed, etc., etc. for God knows how many months. In England, we were allowed to go out and do exercise yeah. and try and stay relatively fit. So that, that lockdown... I don't think India, compared to every other nation, had the same environment, which is why this journey we've been on is so special, man. 
Yes, indeed. Well, I tell you what, Rav has just taken us to an interesting little segue there, talking about our top order bats, our top order bats. And I think that that's the, the next topic we're going to talk are we about. Ready for, are we ready for Ginesh now? Are we ready, are we ready for Ginesh? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's his time in the sun. It is, it is. Um, top order frailties. <laughs> top order frailties. Um, no, Nasser Hussain on the I, cricket show on Sky Sports was saying uh, how... You know, is this the best Indian test team ever? And he was like, absolutely not. They have a frail top order batting lineup. Um, you know, we're, obviously we're going from the him talking about the likes of Tendulkar and David and Ganguly and whatnot to comparing to this order and how they did struggle. Let's not let's not beat about the bush. They struggled throughout the entire series. So, Janesh, what do you think about our top order? Um, I think it's very very poor and disappointing you know i'll just read you out some figures 133 for six um cheteshwara pujara right 112 for six rahane um 172 for six Kohli. you know these numbers are very very poor i mean you cannot defend them you know what is the solution i don't know would i change them for the next tour no i wouldn't because i think it's We've gone past that stage where we can change it. So, you know, they, they all of them need to have a look at themselves and think how we're going to score runs. You know, we can be critical of England not playing straight balls. Pujara didn't play three or four straight balls and got LBW. But what do we say? We say, oh, it spun the ball before and he got a good ball. So why are you not giving the same excuses to England? Why are you laughing at England, right? Um, Virat Kohli... Um, I think he's won one knock away, right? He's the one batsman in recent time where I've seen the way he bats. Okay, he's had low scores, but he's had three 50s and them 50s were masterclasses. Adelaide before Rahane sold him short. Um, the first test, you know, it was amazing innings until he got a, a P-roller. And then the Moinai, uh, the LBW. So I think Rahane, uh, sorry, I think Virat Kohli, um, I think he's uh, one knock away from a big one. Cheteshwara Pujara, I really, really hope, um, opens for Chennai, right? And and people may laugh and say he's not a 2020 player. Why? I think he's forgotten how to score runs, right? He can block and block and block. This guy is better than a blocker, right? He is better than a blocker. He, he's got a cut shot, which is put away. If you look at the last six months... Um, has he scored any runs against Asima? Rakesh Patel will say he scored three back-to-back -back boundaries off Cummins. That's it. That is it. So I'm hoping he goes to the IPL, he starts hitting, and, you know, he, 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 the switch will come on. Um, but, you know, I know he's got time. He's a favourite of everyone's, but you have to score runs. So, it's so just, before, just before we go on... New games. You know, you look just at the last we, uh, Just before we carry on, uh, we've just got a comment in, coming from Rina saying, the difference between both top order players is ours were no more than 10% better than theirs. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. Probably. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Um, but let, if you look at kind of where we, where we were with like kind of... I don't know. It just feels like the, the top order, you have to make a decision at some point because I, I personally, and I've discussed this with a few people, I would swap for England, I would swap Gil and Pujara around. 
right? So I would open Correct. with Rohit and Pujara, and I would, and you could even put Gill at five because I, I just think, and you, I know we all saw him at the Gabba, and he was brilliant, and he's a great player, and I, and it's it's going to be amazing what he's going to do. But when he played in India, he just looked a little bit unsure, and this is against Anderson on pitches that are not going to do anywhere near as much. So. Why are we going to um, make it guys, difficult? Guys, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay, go on, go on, Amish, go on. Yeah, fine, all right, let's go, let's go. Jin, you, I'm glad your goalpost here about Coley's 50s went back to Adelaide because that means now my comparison of Pujara is not going to be just this England series. I'm going to take Australia into account and you mentioned no big scores, all good stuff. I'm not denying India's batting this series was not great. In, the top three names you mentioned, not great. Bujara, bro, three runs behind the leading top scorer in Australia, our last series before, against the best fast bowling attack in the world on tough, in tough conditions. The most 50s for India, the most 50-run partnerships. He faced just under 400 balls more than anyone else. Um, Rohani was next in that. Um, if we talk about his innings, bro, a hundred on a flat track versus a 40 in tough conditions. I will take that 40. Those hundreds don't mean anything. That's like saying, I'm going to judge Virgil van Dijk on his goals and assists. Got a Liverpool fan here, right? You can't judge them for, like, to take into account the context of the innings, the, the, the nature of everyone else around you. Like, it wasn't as easy as, like, we had, who, who got a hundred in Australia? Apart from Rohani, there was no one. So even you taking his average and all of that into account, that ignores the manner of his innings. And I'm not disputing the fact that he didn't play great in England or against England, but I can go back. I've got all of his details for his last few series where those innings he's played, he's saved us. He saved our skin. And he's, he's the only one who can perform the other role. Bro, I'm not denying him in, against England right now, but you made the goalpost of taking uh, Coley in Australia and it was your last series in and your your biggest point over the last few months was his form away, right? Away from home. Well, against Australia, when our backs were against the wall, he turned up. He was our best batsman. Through throughout all those tests, he he's been consistent. He hasn't got those big scores, I recognise that, but he's done things that no one else have haven't been able to do. Because of because of Pujara, we didn't lose in Australia. Because of the likes of Bunt, we won. Because of Pujara, we did not lose, right? Okay, I'll take you back to Sydney, right? Cool. Sydney, you drew because Ashwin and Vihari batted three hours. That does not happen, cool. right? You you won in at the Gabba because of Washington Sundar and Takur in the first first innings. Without that, there's no rear guard in, in, in the fourth innings, right? Oh, oh, oh. Before this, that, gone. What, what is his average in the last two years, right? He plays well in Australia. He plays well in India. Now he doesn't even play well in India. He averages less than 30 in England, oh. South Africa, New Zealand. And before you say to me, Oh, I've lost you, mate. He, he, he bats better than someone else. He gets paid to score runs for India. Yeah? The way Bumrah... Bumrah doesn't... Axel did not say to you um, recently, I took 27 wickets. Wow, right? Oh, I got more than Ashwin. He gets paid to do that. Pujara gets paid to score runs. 
No, end of the day, bro, bro, right? Bro, you bro, can all you all you want, and no, I want Purdue to to do well. I also get the fact you need to build innings, etc. But I'm afraid you saw this. Why was this Test series against England in India so close? Our batting was not up to scratch. You know, Rahane scores 100 every 10 games and 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 fails, right? It's look. I'm not saying drop them. I think it's too late to drop them. What I am saying is, Agreed. if you look at Pujara, okay, you, you compare Australia, this Australia and the previous Australia, right? He may have faced the same balls, but he was a different batsman in 2019. Mate, he scored runs, he scored centuries because he was cutting the ball. These days, he just bro. leaves the ball, you know. Bro, 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 and bro, we've got bro, and we've got better openness. But the thing is. One oh, thing, can okay. I just say something, right? Now, Jin is not the biggest fan of Pujara, but I know he appreciates Pujara. Now, of let's of how many times Pujara literally is an opener, right? We said I'll put him in as an opener. He comes in as an opener in most games. We're one down before not many so quickly. Now, if we take that person away from the equation, who else is going to take up the slack? Then you've got Rahane, then you've got VK. It's, you know what, without him personally, I think we are very weak. He's not doing fantastically well, like you'd put the stats down, but it's everything he brings to the game and the situations and the, you know, the blows he might take, the, the hours he might play out, you know, just knocking the puff out of the bowlers by not scoring, whatever the role is. Yes, ultimately, you want a player to score runs. But I think we have to give Pujara that role where he's not going to score you 10, 20, 30, 50 runs in 10, 30, 40, 50 balls, right? But he has a role to play, and I think it's very, very well defined. He takes blows. Agreed. Well-defined role. He has and, to stay. And just, just, to, just to play devil's advocate for a minute here as well, that we're talking about how the English batsmen didn't adapt to the spinning pitches in India, and that's their problem. But by virtue of that fact, that Rahane taking all of those, not Rahane, sorry, Bujara, taking all of those body shots at the Gabba, is that not our batsmen <laughs> adapting result. to the conditions? What Exactly what we're saying England didn't do. But there's two arguments there, right? Now... Does the batsman take the blows or is the batsman not good enough to not have to take the blows? You have to also, you know, balance that up as well. He took some blows, which he took his eye off the ball. Let's be completely frank. You know, he's got his stance. He's not watching the ball. If you're not watching the ball, you're going to get hit. So you yeah. can say well, that. Well, I tell you what, we'll, we'll continue talking about Pujara and, uh, you know, another bigger talking point, I think, is probably Ajinkya Rahane. And we'll come on to him in a second. Uh, but we've got a question coming, which I'm going to pose to Rav from the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. Uh, lovely for them to join us. And they're asking, does Shubman Gill retain his spot? Of course I, he retains his spot. Yeah, because I, he, he is a... Yeah, he's, he's a long-term... I was just going to agree with what you said. You've got to invest. He's a long-term prospect. And I, I I think the only real debate is, does he open in England, not does he play? Um, because I would find a way of, of making a spot for him. Because we've learned what happens with really young, talented cricketers. And we've already... I mean, the guy scored an incredible 91 to set up that victory at the Gabba. And without that, I think India probably get the draw and not the win. So I think he's a very, very talented player. Um, he should retain his spot. I think some of the manner of his dismissals, I mean, I watched um, a lot of the highlights of the, the test matches today before this and he, very similar dismissals, trigger movement, plants his foot, etc. And really, these are very fixable things. These are not anything to get worried about. The talent itself is very, very exciting and we shouldn't lose any sight of that because 
if we, if you look at what everybody's been saying about <laughs> Shubman Gill, and you're talking ex-players now, this kid is the real deal. And I think you, you don't kind of throw away uh, talent like that. I think there are a few people we said about the whole, does he open or not? Because if he really fails against the Duke ball, where does he go from there? And, you know, is it a droppable situation? So, uh, you know, that's the only thing for me, but he definitely keeps his spot. Same well, for like, me. You know, Edges, Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast has also just added another comment saying, the devil would suggest Hanuma Vihari could bat at three, um, which could be, you know, another, you know, massive... Or he could point. open. Or he could open. And uh, we've also got another comment coming from uh, Priya Jignesh Patel, who said, hi, sexy boys. Uh, so that's the uh, that's the second <laughs> comment uh, we've had tonight on how great we all look. Um, but yeah, so Shubman Gill, let's let's kind of talk about him in a little bit of a wider context for everybody else. Um, retains his spot or move him down the order somewhere? Um, I, I, from day one, have said I think he's a middle-order batsman. Um, for an opener, I, I think, look, I think your opening is hard, especially in England, right? I think you're going to sacrifice him. He's too good a player to sacrifice up top. I think at number five, number three, he'd be exceptional. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd give him give him time. You know, touching on the point on, you know, where people think Pujara can't be replaced or Rahane can't be replaced, etc. If you told me three months ago, there's no Jadeja, I would have said we're doomed. Axar Patel, right? If you told me no Jaspreet Bumrah, you know, Natu comes in, Mohammed Siraj comes in. India is not New Zealand. India is not West Indies. We have 1.3 billion people, half of which play cricket. They are waiting to, to, to wear the cap, right? You just have to give them an opportunity. And when you average less than 30, I think people need opportunities. Um, but yeah, Shubman sure. Gill. <laughs> the, the only thing I'll say about Shubman Gill, right, is... Someone like a Prithvi Shaw will feel hard done by, right? Why have yeah. I been left go, let go after five five test matches, right? Yeah. Um, so in the other last final point on batting, the difference between Virat Kohli and Rahane Pujara Gill is there's no pattern in dismissal, right? Um, Gill, there's that inward ball that comes in. Sure. Um Pujara, you know, he plays defensive, gets a good one. In this series, it was the spin. In Australia, it was nicking, nicking off, right? Virat Kohli, Rahane, wafting. So these are weaknesses. While with Kohli, there's not, not been, you know, he's got himself out or he's got good it's balls. Not been, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good point. Um, on Gil, that's a really good point about their dismissals because you're right, there is a pattern of dismissal. On Co on um, Gil, even in Australia, despite how well he did, I think he had about five fifty plus partnerships, so did the role of his did his job. But I did feel on the edge of my seat because I felt like there was always a, there could be a chance around the corner for the Aussies. So I didn't feel comfortable that seeing that. But his role as of uh, playing the new ball, having an opening stand, he did that. So. Um, I don't think it uh, justifies taking him out of the team. He's only going to get better. He's not going to get worse. And I think the interesting thing is with the middle order that we've just spoken about is I don't think they're going to get better. And that's the difference. You have to back the players who are going to get better because Mm. when you come back to Australia in four years, 
you want the players who've had a tour so that they can go back and re-perform. You're not going to get Pujar and Rahane on the next tours of these countries after this next one. So for me, and I think that's what we've always discussed about, do you bring in the next set of guys? If Washington, I mean, if I was Rahane or Pujara, I would be a bit embarrassed having seen Washington and Ashwin back the way that they did in these games. And I didn't, and I played the kind of namby-pamby kind of little shots that I was playing. So I just think that they've got to look at, they're getting the example set by the young guys. And that feels actually, are we close to talking about transition? Because if we, if the youngsters are, are actually performing better than the, than the rear guard or the old guard, then actually maybe we're nearer to a transition than we think. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know why we can't cut a little bit of slack to these. I mean, we know Gil can play, right? He has got stupendous amount of talent. Has he performed to his ability this tour? Probably not. But it's a real learning curve for him. And I think we need to invest and we need to back it. That guy's got so much talent. Um, He can make himself better than, let's say, I don't know, if we're going to complain about Pujara or Rane, like Rav says, you've got more chance of getting longevity out of Gil than you have out of the other guys. You've just got to give him a bit of slack. That guy's going to get us deeps of run. You mentioned the point earlier. It's too late right now because our priority is the World Test Championship final, whenever that is. So I'm with you there. However, I'm sorry. I I, I do need to defend Bajara here, right? right? Because I I can't let us take his name like that. You mentioned his performances (laughs) in the last two years. You mentioned he's had opening stands to come into. South Africa, October 2019. Four innings, he got two fifties, eighty-one and fifty-eight. Bangladesh, November nineteen, two innings, two fifties. Forget them. New Zealand, everyone failed in the first test. Second test, he top scored. Australia, first test, came in zero for one, left at hundred, forty-three of hundred and sixty balls. Australia, second test, came in at zero for one again, got out sixty-four uh, when we were on sixty-four. Third test, fifty runs from hundred and seventy-six. First innings, seventy-seven from two hundred and five. Third test, second inning, sorry. And then in the fourth test, chasing 330, he got 56 from 226 balls. He was our top scorer, Bar Bunt, in Australia. Um, so, and he, I've just gone through the series before. Let's not say that, that looking at averages is so misleading, bro. Like, I, I, I I'm, I'm always going to fight this point. I'm always going to fight this point. Long term, looking at averages is not misleading. You know, the same people that defend Pujara for scoring mm-hmm. 50s and not 100s are the same people that used to ridicule Joseph Root or Joe Root for not converting 200s, right? That's because we're comparing Joe Root with Curry and... As a number three, your job is to score runs. And had he scored runs, right? Had he he scored 100... Second top scorer, bro. Second top scorer. That's a bit of a low bar, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a low bar. That's it. It's a low bar. I think that's four runs, second top scorer against Australia. In Australia, away from home, best bowling lineup. How can we say I'm, I'm not dis- I'm not saying anything about in England against England. He should have done better. The team should have done better. Our entire batting lineup should have done better. But to say that Pujara hasn't, like in our middle order, Rahane and Pujara. If I'm honest, I wouldn't change right now. For they did, we made the final. They made their it's contribution. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I'll spin it another way. Right. Why have we been in the games in recent time? It's because our bowling is so good that we dismiss the opposition for cheap, number one. Uh, Number two is opposition batsmen aren't as great as they used to be. 
Even then, we are scraping through wins, right, using our tail-end batting because our batsmen aren't doing the job. There's one batsman that can hold himself, who's doing the job, yeah, is Rohit Sharma. Apart from him, it, even, you know, Pujara, I agree. Pujara in India, excellent batsman by this series. In Australia, excellent batsman. But when the ball's moving, look at his two tours in England, New Zealand. Less bro, than bro, 30 it, average. It's it, poor. Bro, his, his tour in England 2018 dropped for the first test. And I think he was like one of the top run scorers for India. Mm. Um, 20 runs short of K.O. Rahul, who got 100 in the last test. So you're saying even in England. That's, that's yeah, the but if you look at the bigger issue, you know, which is, if you look at all of them, yeah. if you look at all of their stats, right, right they, none of those stats at the moment are good enough to win five tests in England, right? None of them. So they all have to get better because exactly. if we're going to win yeah. the series in England, yeah. then look, VK got 600 runs, right, last test series. Now, I'm not saying he can't do it again because he absolutely can. Is he going into it? in top batting form absolutely not he's not scored 100 in over a year so across any format so that's why you know we've got to get this right because we may not be able to defend on uh, depend on vk getting the huge proportion of runs that he got last time which means that you need to spread it around more another thing i'll say is that if you look at um where our lower order runs come from they come from spin bowling all rounders we're not going to really right. be able to play that many of those yeah. in England. I agree. And our fast bowlers are rabbits. And that's the big issue because England had Curran last time who came in and turned 80 for six into winnable positions. And we can't do that unless maybe a Shardul Tarkar or somebody like that plays down the order. His outswing could be quite useful. Well, well absolutely. Yeah. So think about is, you know, our runs in this series were scored by, let's say, spinners. When they come here, we're not going to have the benefit of these batsmen scoring runs for us because you're not going to be playing two, three spinners in the squad. So unless our yeah. top three I agree. In runs, I'm, personally, yeah. I've, got, I've got very little... I don't think we've got much chance to, of beating England here. You need runs from your top five. I know I'm an exponent of tail end runs matter, but if you want to win a series, you need your top five to score. You know, you're not going to have... Are we being a washy dad? Yeah, yeah. Edgerson Sledge's cricket podcast is asking if we're being a washy dad because India topped Maybe. the uh, World Test Championship table. Maybe we might be. But we're perfectionists at the Bharat Army. So um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to now talk about some happy topics, I think, because I think it's fair to say that the Amish versus Jinesh argument on Jiteshwar Pajara is probably worth Jin, a podcast on its own. Jin, so, I enjoy these know. conversations. There's, there's no. nothing but love on this podcast for each other. But um, but I think I think we should probably move on because we've talked about the top order quite a bit. But we're going to talk about the players that succeeded on this tour. And, you know, obviously the top name in that list, Rishabh Pant. And, you know, we're going to talk about his batting, but also some of the other guys, Rishabh Pant, Akshar Patel, Mohamed Siraj and Washington Sundar. How good can these guys actually become? Um, so obviously they've done the business for us. They, they've got us to the World Test Championship final. But can we just spend some time here just talking about Rishabh Bunt first and foremost? Because what an innings that was in that last match. Let's uh, let's go over to Rab first to talk about Bunt for a little bit. Isn't it amazing what confidence and being backed by your team can do for talent? 
that's that's my immediate response having watched this series having watched australia and i think but i mean you everybody's seen what uh sorrow of gangoli has said about him being a multi-format lifetime generational player and that's really where he's at i mean you look at what um some of the other podcasts the the non-indian uh non-english ones coming out there they absolutely can't get enough of this guy because he the great thing is is that no one knows what's going to happen he doesn't know what's going to happen we don't know what's going to happen and it's turned test cricket into a theater and i think it's not you know when you saw him taking leech apart in that first game and he was given that license to do so that was some of the best hitting that you can see in india that i've seen of spinner since probably siddu against warn that was how destructive it was so i think he's got so much talent i think the great thing that he's learned from uh, his previous dropping and uh, bad experiences is shot selection and being very selective in when he chooses to go for it you look at the last test he batted three and a half hours really diligently uh, defensively and just making sure that india are in a really really strong position and then obviously he kind of went for it and i think that's where actually the team management probably deserve a little bit of credit i think we've we've all been very uh, some of us have been very harsh on ravi shastri and and other people and i think they deserve a lot of praise a praise and credit because they've given him the confidence they've said go and uh, and i'm saying this as, as one of them um, <laughs> they were they said you know you've got to go out and perform but you got to, i think shastri said you've got to respect the game and it, and now bunt respects the game and i think another thing i would only just add finally on bunt is we should not continue to judge players in one format based on what they do in other formats and the reason i'll say that is another thing um you look at shardul you look at uh, washington we thought he was a, a a guy who bowled flat off breaks these guys are not what we think they are they have very different skill sets and they come from backgrounds that mean they're so determined to perform and bunt is just one of them so it's almost like we've got one diamond out of the rough but there's so many more diamonds in this pot that over the next few years we're going to unearth i think washington is the next for example so you know think about that we've got loads of of diamonds to come and very quickly we've just got a comment come in from uh, surjeev singh saying shot of the decade and i think obviously oh, he's yes. talking about the uh, the reverse uh, scoop of <laughs> Jimmy Anderson. Say, the fact, of the fact it was Anderson, when it yeah. was Jimmy Anderson's face, that was one of my best days following cricket with India. So sad, Honestly, man. So sad, man. It, could, it couldn't have happened to a better person, right? <laughs> if there was one bowler you wanted that to happen to, out of Absolutely. all the England attack, it was Jimmy all day long. Yeah, because quite. it was also it was also the moment of that shot i don't think anyone expect we he was dominating but to disrespect in that fashion was shocking that, that, are, that was can i just say something on pan i think we are very fortunate you know he has his way he's been studied around in the order he has now arrived all right let's yeah. face it he's arrived he knows what his place is in the team he knows his job he's been backed He's worked by all accounts, and we see it so hard to lose some of that timber he had. And he's beyond the stumps, getting a lot better. I mean, you know, I'm we had a lot. We had Sehwag, and now this is going to be pants pants era. I think you know. So as you as you mentioned, right? He knows his role in the team, and once again, credit to management, right? Because I think as fans, we watch the game and we're clueless about what he's going to do next. 
And in against Australia, um, I saw a lot of player interviews, and they have the same concerns. They don't know what to expect from him, but they 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 trust him to trust his game. And Rav, you mentioned earlier about how he's matured in his he 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 actually paces his innings really well now. In the last two series, the manner that he's built his innings, I think in Australia he had about five runs from 40 balls and then turned it around. And bearing in mind, by the first test in England, I think he had about 390-plus scores. He could have, like, his stats don't do him justice in test cricket. We, we, we just had that question come in on screen, if you guys saw from uh, Ahan just now, um, saying, serious question, is Bunt already a better test match batsman than Mahendra Singh Dhoni? Why, why only Mahendra Singh Dhoni? He's better than Shikadawan. Currently, he's better than Rahane. <laughs> He's he's better yeah. than Muli. I mean, he's we, got more. We should stop. We yeah, should stop comparing. Stop comparing, right? Anybody. Yeah. Great yeah, show. Right? I, I, I will. I will compare Rishabh Pant to Rishabh Pant. Right in 2018, I I saw his debut. He got off the mark with the six. The next test was at Southampton, where he came out. He smashed Moin Ali, and then he held out. Right. The Rishabh Pant three years ago would have won that test match for, for India. So this is where he's learnt, right? He's transitioned. He plays himself in. He waits for the bad ball. Exceptional player. And, you know, um, Kiran Moray has been banging on about Pant since 2014. And I think finally Pant is doing justice to his talent. I just hope... When he has a few off games, people lay off him because this guy's going to yeah. win us more games. He's a match winner. He's a real match winner, man. Absolutely. We should if stop you look comparing. We cannot yeah. compare. Always compare, compare. Is Kohli as good as that? No. These guys are here in their own right. They've worked their hardest. You know, they deserve to be there in their own right, right? Pant is Pant. Let's not compare him to Donny. Donny's done his thing. We're grateful for it. He's moved on. This is another era for us. You know, we have to enjoy it. This young kid's talent. And, and I tell you what, you know when the crowds were booing Pant uh, or, or shouting MSD chants, right? I think I think Amish was there at that match, were you not? Yeah, I was there. And, I was and, there. And, and so, so it, the, the, the funny story is the crowds were doing this. In the background, Pant was chilling with MS Dhoni in Ranchi in his own house. And that's when I thought... Correct, I thought. Yep. Yeah, and, th and that's when I thought Bunt's the raw deal because when someone like Dhoni in his free time invests in a person, there must be something special, you know, in this guy. Oh, guys, a part, a part of me thinks there's a narrative that's being built because mm. I don't think... Well, I was there when Dhoni's name was being chanted and I was also chanting Dhoni's name because Dhoni is Dhoni. It wasn't to, to put Bunt down or anything like that. Let's be honest here. Yeah, in Test cricket, no one should have been questioning Bunt. Like, despite his, the nature of his game, his, he, a few years ago, he got a 100 in England and Australia. So no one's, no one's got a right to be um, putting any negative words on his test game. Um, when, he, when Donny's name was shouted, maybe there was a few fans who were doing it to boo or take Bunt's confidence away. But they were also doing it just to appreciate Donny. Like, bearing in mind, that was his last series. Donnie pulled out of the last two one days and he wasn't there. So it was also a... <laughs> Amish, that was out of order on fun. Yeah, it, it, it was. It, it was Mr. Akshay Lumbar, but some of, some fans weren't doing it to... Do you know what? I'm sure it could have been seen negatively towards Bunt, but their intention, intention wasn't to destroy Bunt. Their intention was to appreciate Donnie. 
Thomas you, just last series. you just timed it so it was Punt and Donny at the same time, right? The only thing I'll say about yeah. Punt is if you look at the if you look at the overseas press that you see on Punt, they yeah. can't stop talking about this guy. It they wish they had I mean Josh Butler, right? Great player. They ain't been talking about Josh Butler recently. They're talking about Bud. And they yeah. know how they're saying, oh, you've got to have 10 years of this guy. He's going to win. I said about two years ago, I think you hit the winning runs in the 2023 World Cup final, or he'll be massively involved because he wants the big stage. And that is what it's all about. We're, India, we all talk about trophies. We're in the final of one trophy. We want to win another one in India later this year. He's the sort of player that will play with the fearlessness that will win trophies for India because far yeah. too often we have been very passive in the way we've approached ICC trophies. We have picked the same players. We have picked safe options and we have yeah. not gone for these lightning, lightning players. Like you look at when they look at England, they brought in Jofra Archer fresh and he won them the world cup practically by yeah. bowling a super over. So really if India are serious about this, right, then you need to back these players because these players, I mean, if, if I honestly think, and I, know, I don't want to go back to the world cup, but if we'd have had today's bunt that with that confidence in 2019, I think we would have won the world cup. And I think edge Baston test match where we lost by 30 or 60 runs, we would have won that as well with Richard Bunt. But we played Dinesh Kartik in both of those games because we played a safe choice because I, I don't even know why, right? And, and we, we didn't win. <laughs> well, and, think, we, and we, don't, and we didn't win anything. In fairness, in fairness I, I don't think anyone knew why, right? I think when we're talking about Rishabh Pant and we're talking about, you know, what he can contribute in ICC tournaments, for me, the biggest headache India had for so many years was chasing down totals in the second innings of test matches. And that's the yeah. problem that You're he right. looks like he's actually solved because that was our biggest issue. And now it looks like, as you're saying, if we had him in edge Baston, we would have won that match. But do you know what, Ash, to be honest, that, that's hard for any test team. So for, for someone to be able to go in and turn things around like that, he's a goldmine. Like you said, he's a diamond. Like for him to play the innings that he's played in the last two series, um, he, he's been a big contribu a huge contribution to us being in the final. But he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not surprised me, yeah? Pant has not surprised me. I, I, I expected it from him. Maybe not the consistency, but I tell you who has surprised me. Washington, Washington. Sundar. Yeah. <laughs> This well, you guy. guys talk about Washington Sundar, but also, honest hands up here, how many people saw Washington Sundar being the, the now mainstay in the test team that he is, and Akshar Patel being Crazy, the man. devastating strike bowler in test conditions <laughs> that he's turned out to be? Look, the, the, the thing with Akshar is, I think anyone that can bowl uh, left arm spin, turning it in on these tracks, will, will do well. Maybe not 27 wickets, but 15 wickets, especially against England, right? But Washi against Australia at the Gabba, Chennai first test, this last test. And I'll tell you one thing, don't know about you guys, but when he's batting, that's when I'm my most, most comfortable. Like, like Rahul Dravid's batting. Like, I don't think this guy's going to get out. Like, you look at Kohli, you're always nervous because he's such a big, big wicket. Rohit Sharma, you're thinking, when's he going to give it away, right? Um, but... Washington Sunder Pujara, obviously you're, you're you're safe for three hours, but you're thinking when's the next run gonna come from? But Washi, you know, if it's um, pitched up drive, who remembers the and, uh, and was also, it the pull shot of just a quick, Indeed, and just yeah. a quick reminder also that Washington Sunder is 21 years of age. 
So he's a child. I said to you, he plays his Jim game actually. way beyond his years. He's so composed. He's so yeah. comfortable in his own space. When he's in that in the middle, you can just sense that he knows that you know what's expected of him. He trusts his own game and he backs his instinct. He's such a comfortable player. It seems it's going to be selection of exactly exactly just the point I was going to make because the likes of Bunt, Sundar, Axar Patel, Ashwin, Jadeja, like we've got a good problem in front of us, a very good problem in front of us. Our partnerships. Um, I, I shared that analysis a couple of days ago of a group of our lower order partnerships. And if I'm honest, I don't know what our uh, order would be in England. Uh, we've got two yeah. options. But and the problem is well, them, them, lower, them lower order ain't going to play in England, right? Because well, in England, you're going to have yeah. Ishan, Bumrah, Siraj, Shami, yeah. etc. Well, Mohamed Siraj is also one of those players that has kind of emerged. Yeah, he in this so he, he, are we all agreeing that he's on the plane to England? No, no he, doubt about that. 100%. 100%. 100%. I think he's I ahead think, of Umesh Yadav now, I think. And if yeah, you look at right. where we are with the overall youngsters that we've got coming through, there's one player that I think has that. We talk about match winning ability, Washi, uh, Gil, Bunt. There's one other player who needs to come in for England. That player is Hardik Bundia because if he can bowl yeah. and play as the all rounder, we will have such long batting and we will get England out for under 250 most test matches guaranteed because we'll have that depth in bowling as well. So I just wanted us to get him in for England. And then I think India got a really, really strong side. And, and you know, well, like I, I, you, you guys always, look, I've always criticised Indian batting in recent time. And why? Because of this conversation we're having right now. We have such an amazing bowling attack, right? It will be a waste if we go to 2025 and we've not won a series in England or we've not won in South Africa or we haven't won a white... You know, what have we... You know, growing up, what did we miss as, as Indian fans? We never had bowling to take 20 wickets, right? We finally mm -hmm. got that, but we ain't got the batting. So this is why I'm always critical of batting because I think I'm kind of desperate to win a series in England against England, right? I'm desperate to win white ball trophies. We need, you know, it's all good saying, oh, Michael Warren said we're the best team in the world. Mate, you know we, need to, we, we need, no, but we need to be like Australia. We need the trophies. And this year we could have Australia, um, England, so, World Test Championship, South Africa. We could be undisputed kings over the next one year if we get things right. So, so to, to well, get things all these, right, uh, yeah, all these I, players, yeah, go on, go on, Avish. Now, just to get things right, what we were missing, what the dif differential in England 2018 was, was our lower order batting that England had, which we, we didn't. And I'm hoping that with all these guys coming through and like you guys said on the pitches, Bandia, Taco, hopefully they can come in and that will really, really boost our lower order. See, that's, that's one way of looking at it, right? Top switch order, it, yes, we know. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Switch it around and, I, uh, and I'm saying 185 to win... In Birmingham, okay, sorry, where's that? In Nottingham, say we need 185 to win first test in Nottingham, right? Three of our top six score 50s or, or 350 run partnerships were there. We do not need runs from Ishak Sharma or Jasprit Bumrah or Rishabh Bank or whatever. Agreed, you know, agreed. But, 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 how many times have we actually said that, but we've actually needed them? 
This exactly. Is the, yeah. That is modern day cricket. You need to order. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It shouldn't happen. That's not cricket. Batters run, get runs, bowlers get wickets. We know that. But time and again, we're in situations, especially here, that we need those runs, right? Even if it's a 10, 20 sneaky partnerships here and there. Yeah, but you have to be realistic, right? So by realistic, this is what I'm saying is, okay, I agree, we need the runs. So is Ishak scoring them? No. Is Bumrah scoring them? No. Is Shami scoring them? No. Okay, let's take them out, put in Aksa, put in Washi, put in Hardik Pandya. Then are you chasing 185 or are you going to be chasing 385? Are they going to get you the wickets? So but, but, that's but, the but, problem. Jin, 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 we're not undermining the importance of our batsmen. But I think now in the modern day game, you want to be able to have that uh, comfort agreed. of your lower order. So I, I'm still expecting our top order to do to get runs and do their job. But I'd rather be there knowing that seven, eight, nine. Look, if we take the last test against England, it was neck and neck. And then Sundar came in and had his partnership. Two, I think we had 200 stands at sixth and seventh wicket. That was a game changer. So having that lower order being able to come in and change the game, that gives us an edge, which I don't think we've had in the past. So hopefully... Um, going forward, we we can build on that. And I think as well, we've missed we've missed giving you know as much accolade to other players. Siraj for me, Mohammed Siraj for me, what he's done in the last you know two three months has been monumental. Excellent. The kid has come in, right? He's lost his father. I mean, he has just bowled and put in a shift every single time he's picked that ball up. He plays with his heart on his sleeve. 100%, man. His effort for me has been up there with the pants and the washing. Yep. Even more because I think I put him just slightly below pants effort. That guy has put in an absolute shift, right? And he's literally bowled his guts out for us. And yep. he's got success. You know, this kid should be coming okay, here. Let me, so let me, let me ask you guys this question then, because we're obviously talking about our lower order. We are heaping all of this praise on Aksha Patel and Washington Sundar. Um, what do we do about a certain Ravi Jadeja? Because he's obviously not in the team right now because of injury. What do we do when he's fit again? And what if he's fit in time for the World Test Championship final? He comes straight back in. Straight back 100%. in, no doubt about that. He's the, he's the best all-rounder we've got, uh, barring... Yeah. Uh, actually, I think he's That's a better all-rounder than Hardik Pandya. 100%. Yeah. Oh, he... Today just made himself undroppable, and yeah. I know it's not common to play two spinners in England. However, it has been done. I think we did that in the last test in 2018. So, if we have to do it, we like I'm hoping the pitches are relatively friendly towards spinners as well, because um, it's a tough situation to have to leave Ashwin or Jadeja out. They're they're two. Well, they should both play. I think if you look at. Seven eight combination India tend to now want both uh, bowling all rounders in both of them, and you would hope that with August being when the first test starts and middle of September when the last test finishes, the Oval and Old Trafford of the last two games, you'd expect some good spinning wickets. Actually, not not huge turners, what we've seen, but Old Trafford always helps wrist spinners. Oval always helps any spinner. So I think they'll both play. Headingly, maybe not. Uh, mm. depending on conditions. Lords, you never know. Lords doesn't do anything for spinners these days. So the, the, the thing at is, least three out of the five tests they'll play, I would have thought. The thing is, Bharat Army's comment is just hardly called Jadeja. And that's the, that's, that comes into the equation, right? Because Bant at six, Jadeja seven, Ashwin eight, 
Shami, Bumrah, um, Sharma, Slash, Siraj, whoever, whatever our combination is. The problem is we, we can't play Hardik Pandya in that lineup. And he's a game changer. You can't play him if you get five bowlers, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, I'd, well pro- um, I'd probably have him ahead of Rohani, but it's not going to happen. Um, he's a vice captain. You can't take him out. <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously, we're talking about, you know, the, the World Test Championship final. We've obviously made it after two years. Um, Amish, it's been a hell of a journey to get to this point. We'll obviously talk about um, how we feel that the, you know, about the match because obviously, you know, there's another team there and New Zealand are a bloody good test team right now. Probably the greatest test yeah. team in their history, some might argue. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the journey to get us to that point. What did you make of this last two years plus COVID-19 pandemic, the whole lot? Yeah, it's, um, for, it's difficult to put words on how beautiful this journey has. In the last few months, um, I don't think anyone expected when the Ravi Shastri mentioned it in his interview, we were top of the table, then they because of COVID, um, the way the rankings changed and so the rule the goalposts moved. Um the, the Indian players to be locked in their flats for six months, um, the pressure on their mental well being and so forth, playing IPL, followed by the two most difficult opponents in test cricket or arguably the two most difficult opponents in test cricket to go back to to be one nil down in both series and come back with a win to not have your best batsman in australia to play in australia without your main bowling lineup and have as many debutants as we did and seeing them flourish in the manner that they did um Satisfying, man. Satisfying. And, and to see how everyone has stepped up, the, the new guys coming in, like, I don't think, if I'm honest with you, I didn't think when we were 1-0 down in Australia, I didn't think we'd be here. So for us to have made the comebacks that we've made, the fight that we've had in our players, I think um, th- this makes it so special. Like, this, it's been a special few months, man. It's been a really special few months. I mean, and you I think know, the one thing that kind of stands out for me as well before I, I send it to, uh, to Ash over there is that India are always touted as the nation who are trying to kill test cricket, who are, you know, creating the IPL, this, you know, this awful entity thing that exists in the world when everybody wants to play test cricket. And the one person that I think stands out above all this is Virat Kohli. Because Gauli loves test cricket and Gauli wants to create a legacy. I think that it's very, very clear that Gauli cares about maybe his own legacy, but I think he cares about the legacy of India as a test-playing team. And he's turned them, along with Ravi Shastri, let's not forget him, of course. Absolutely. He's turned them into a, an absolute machine of a test cricket-playing nation. Um, Ash, over to you. I was going to say, you know, the joy that we've had, you know, there's been dark times, right? With lockdowns and COVID and, you know, unfortunately, you know, with sadness, people losing lives and everything. And the, the, the pleasure we've had from the last two tours has got us through this. Let's be no doubt about it, right? We've been able to watch some fantastic cricket, um, some prodigious talent. And it's kept us going personally. It's kept me going. And, you know, you wake up and you're sleeping at funny times and you're working and watching your, you know, all sorts, all going on. And it's been like, it's been since the beginning of November, right, when the Aussie tour started. And it's been madness. And now we're into March. And that time has literally oh, yeah. just kind of, it's just flown through. And yeah. now, before we know it, we're going to be uh, marching on as Bharatami to hopefully either the AGS or Lords 
to uh, lift the uh, World Test Championship mace. So, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Well, yeah, it looks like it's going to be the uh, the ideas from uh, in Southampton from what everybody has uh, been talking about today. So uh, we'll obviously be looking forward to uh, to being there. But Rav, New Zealand stand in our way of being uh, the champions of the World Test Championship, the first ever champions. What do you think we're going to need in order to beat that side, obviously headed by Kane Williamson, with you know their their batting lineup, their bowlers, people like Wagner. I mean, I'm a little bit scared of seeing Wagner bowling at our uh, our top order that you love to talk about so much in English conditions. But what do you make of that contest? It's going to be a really, really tough game. I think that we're up against a side that bats all the way down. They've also got a very good quality wicketkeeper batsman in BJ Watling. They've got Jameson, who's just come in and had a very successful debut against us. Uh, huge IPL buy recently so I think they clearly think he's going to go one way I think if you look at where New Zealand cricket is at I think you made a very good point it's certainly the best side in their test history um, they've got brilliant openers they've got the, you know Kane Williamson who is just a fantastic player and if he was to play for a, arguably a, a side that wasn't New Zealand it was India or something else I think he'd probably average even more so you've got him you've obviously got Wagner you've got Trent Bolt Southie etc and I think that it's going to be an amazing test for us I think they are our bogey side as some of the comments have said we even in the World Cup they were the only side that we didn't beat and I think that we have to put that right and I think that we will put it right and I think that we will all of the the demons of Old Trafford uh, in 2019 will be put to bed and I think it, it just requires a team performance we've got five days we know that test cricket is played at quite a high pace these days so my only real concern is that we're coming off the IPL and into a 14-day hard quarantine and that will mean that I mean if you look at who's going to make the final probably Mumbai Indians so that's Rohit in, in you know not going to get much much game time um, I'd like to see Pujara probably go to England early um, because I, I don't think he's going to play the whole tournament so I think it could be good to get him some runs in there as well Rahane Royals don't really uh, get far so I'd like him to go and get some some runs it's all about the preparation because New Zealand are a team that will have two test matches before us against England. I don't know who's going to play any of those games, but that has to be an advantage. So we've got to take it really seriously. Um, and it, one thing I will say is that whatever happens in the final, it's very, very good preparation for a five test series in England. And you look at the other warm up games we've got, it's going to be an amazing summer. Six tests in England. I mean, it's never happened before for us. I'm looking forward to it. But bro, I guess one thing just to quickly mention is um, India bloody always lose the first test. We only have a one final. <laughs> we only got one. I actually think the tournament should change in the future. They should be a best of three final and they should have three finals. So you have three tests or something because it, it makes it less of a lottery potentially as well. And if it's yeah, a draw, maybe it's... they can decide who, who the winner is over who hit the most boundaries. Um, Jinesh, um, if you had to pick World Test Championship final or Test Series victory in England, you have to just pick one. Which one would you rather have? Test Series in England. Um, I, I think a one-off Test match is, is, is a lottery. You know, ultimately, um, look, the, the, the Championship has a lot of nuances, right, where people can say yes, but you played X amount at home. Like, for example, New Zealand. If New Zealand win, right, they'll have won the World Test Championship with no real away Test Series win. They got thrashed yeah. in Australia. They drew in Sri Lanka. They're unbeatable at home. So 
you know, there's a lot of unevenness. While I think England five test match series, that's that's kind of the pinnacle for this team anyway. That's indeed. And yeah, actually, if we were to make the final of this one, the next te World Test Championship, this England series is the first series of that two-year cycle. Yeah. So I would go so far as to say that if you look at the World Test Championship, we've got Australia at home, 2022. We've got New Zealand at home. If you win both of those and you win in England, you're going to make the next final, which is probably going to be in India. So we could actually, if we win this one, we could retain it. Yeah. What, 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 what? And you know, you know about champions retaining trophies, right, Rev? <laughs> Absolutely, we did it a lot of times. No. It's a long time ago, but we still did it. <laughs> hey, listen, I mean, what, what you want? Allowed... Go on, go on, Jen. What, what you hope is, if all our big boys forget Saudi, Wagner, blah blah blah. If all our big boys, if eight or nine of them turn up in that WTC final, we've won it. You know, if, if if we played at hundred percent and New Zealand played at hundred percent, India are winning. Simple. Fair enough. I like the optimism. And uh, you know, well, look, if uh, if I'm not allowed to talk about wrestling, then you guys aren't allowed to talk about football. <laughs> so that's that's why I'm taking it. Um, and with that, our time is up. Well, well, you know, there's there's all sorts of champions in the world. But with that, our time is up on this special live podcast. We got through it, everyone. We got through the live <laughs> special. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Thank you very much for all the comments. Uh, everyone's been sending some amazing comments in. Thank you so much for all of that. And uh, we'll be seeing you on the next podcast, everybody. Thank you very much. And Jay Hin. Thank you. Peace. Bye-bye.